Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she has a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney. And Doug, we are back. It's full week. No trips for the next few weeks, but we do have a Rope Drop Radio trip coming up in June, unless you ruin it, which I've been seeing on social media. You know, so I take Claire to dance tonight, and I couldn't remember. I thought, I'm like, oh, Claire, you're ready to go. It's at 5.30. It turns out it wasn't until 6, and then I get yelled at for not knowing the dance schedule that has been going on since September, and it's now February. They go to dance like eight nights of the week. I, I can't keep it all straight. There's eight nights in a week? That's how good I'm doing at this, Derek. You're great. I can't... Don't upset anyone. We have a trip June 4th through the 7th. I, I've already, okay. you know, I'm ready to go. We have people ready to go with us, so we don't want to go without you, Doug. No, and... The scary thing is she's the one that controls our reservation. That's true. So right now we're at the Riviera in a one-bedroom, and we could find ourselves in a tent if I keep going down this path. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Suck up laundry, uh, something. I I Uh, I want to stay in the Riviera. I bet she has a a tent site reservation at Fort Wilderness just – just ha- she just has it in case, just to threaten. She's like going to say, oh, this is what you're at now. I, I'm so scared, Derek. we have listeners coming with us, and I don't think they're going to want to stay at Fort Wilderness in a tent, even, well, even mean, by us. They can stay wherever. Well, the whole campsite, whole area is not going to want us there because I snore so loud. That's true. You do. They, they would kick us out. They'd probably be like, sir, we're going to upgrade you to any resort. There we go. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's one thing when you're planning a trip, you always got to be nice to your significant other to make sure you get this trip in. So for the other guys I know uh, going with us in June and any other listeners who's actually contacted us and thinking about going, uh, be nice to your significant others. And maybe you'll go on this Rope Drop Radio trip June 4th through the 7th. And, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot of fun things. We're making ADRs and Fast Passes here in a month. And so, yeah, definitely do that. But also, you need to talk to Doug and make sure he stays on the nice list so mm-hmm. we can make sure we go on this trip. Correct. Okay. All right. Moving enough on. about that. Moving on. Uh, we do have uh, a new patron. We got to give a shout out. Yay. Yay. New patron. And if you are a patron, you get uh, bonus shows, swag, all sorts of fun things. So welcome to the Rope Drop Radio community, Mark Collins. Uh, so great to have you. We have over 30 patrons now, I believe. Or we always bounce one around. But, yeah, we've hit the 30 mark, and so uh, a lot of great stuff going on there. I love the community, everyone talking to each other, sharing trips. Um, we got a couple coming up with a few of them. So really great to have you, Mark. And uh, if you are interested in joining the Rope Drop Radio community, you can visit our show notes, and we'll have a link to the Patreon site in there. All right. And now for some Apple Podcast Reviews Mispronunciation by Doug. All right, we're going to read two again this week, and the title is, the first one is, Finally, a Disney Podcast Done Right. Ooh, finally. Two exclamation marks, Derek. I like it. One for each of us. That's right. All right, and it's by Frozen in Arizona. I don't... No, you don't get... I've been in Arizona. You don't get Frozen in Arizona. I mean, I guess you could, like, Flagstaff area. It gets cold up there, but... Reading this it's in warmer. February, yeah, I'm not, than where we're at not right having now. sympathy. Yeah, okay. All right. I can't believe I finally found a podcast that centers around their listeners' desire to hear all things Disney. Doug and Derek are Jedi Knights when it comes to keeping their podcasts on topic. I have abandoned all other Disney podcasts for Rope Drop Radio. You truly understand when it comes to being a great Disney podcast. This is the way. 
So a little Ooh, Mandalorian like quote at the end. Jedi like Knights. That. I still say you're a Jedi so, Master. I'm a Jedi Knight, Doug. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Someday you'll be on the council, sir. All right. So this next one, I went to Google pronunciation and learned that there's like 20 ways to pronounce it, and none of them are right or wrong. So no matter what, I'm going to may be wrong. All right. Best Disney podcast by Zlamabird, the cheesemaker. I don't know. I, I'm butchering names left and right. I have been trying out many different Disney podcasts, and this is clearly one of the best. I love their honest, honesty and humor, as well as all of the practical advice they provide for the Disney parks. They make my drive to work truly enjoyable and give me the Disney fix I need between trips. There you go. Our Apple Podcast Reviews of the Week. Thank you. Yes, I love talking and helping people. Uh, That time between trips is really hard. I'm there right now. I feel you just getting back. I'm a little Disney depressed right now. So, yeah, you got to have that Disney love to get you to the next trip. You definitely do. And I'm glad we can help you stay on the road. Yes. Right. And awake while driving. Focus. That's key. Keep keep your eyes on the road and your ears on Rope Drop Radio. That sounds like a bumper sticker. Ooh, I like it. Like it. Put that on the list of things we keep talking about doing that we haven't done yet. That is a long list, and there's no way that helped us transition. No, but I have one, Doug. Topic. I have I have a transition. I'm ready so for three it. years ago today, Doug, I was on yes. my first ever Disney cruise. So we were on the Disney Dream. It came up on my time hop and Facebook. Uh, Just a wonderful experience and truly addicting, Doug. I'm not going to lie. We're planning cruise number three. You're planning cruise number 11. It's an amazing experience. Yeah, and on your first cruise, did you feel like there was any way they could have possibly taken better care of you? Honestly, no. But like that felt like top-notch service. I did. Was there anything above the level of service that you received? I didn't think so. But after research, I found out there is a level above. In fact, when you walk by different uh, um, terminals, there's secret rooms and areas where only the best of the best get to go. And I didn't know who they were, Doug. How do you get to become one of those? But that is those concierge level guests. Ooh, concierge level. And that's something you've never been. Oh, no. I've never been. Sometimes I'm just lucky to be on the ship. That's kind of like out of a tent. I'm just lucky somebody brought me along. So I don't ask for anything more. And since it's something that we haven't ever done is this higher end offering by Disney Cruise Line. um, We invited a guest on. Yes. Welcome to the show, Chris. Welcome to Rope Drop Radio, who you have some experience with uh, Disney Cruise Line and concierge. Yeah, thank you for asking me on the show, and I've cruised concierge quite a few times. Well, let's start with uh, you just giving the rope droppers a little bit of background, Chris, and what is your Disney story? So I grew up in California, about five hours from Disneyland, so every few years, my dad would load up the car with me and my brother and have a horrible drive down there, and we'd spend the day at the park, and then as I got older, I discovered there was something called Disney World, so... In the mid-90s, um, me and my girlfriend at the time, which is now my wife, we went to Disney World, and then we went there on our honeymoon, and we've been going ever since. I've, we've been to Disney World probably 12, 15 times, Disneyland probably 30, 40 times, so we're huge Disney fans. Disney honeymoon, another one, Doug, yep. you, yep. myself, it's a big club. that is a great thing to do. If you are listening to this show, Disney honeymoon is where it's at. You've heard it from all of us. Sorry, plug for Disney Honeymoons, but glad you had a great time, Chris, there. (laughs) We've actually did our Disney Honeymoon, our 5th anniversary, our 15th anniversary, our 20th anniversary, and our 25th is coming up in September. We didn't do our 10th because I had a newborn at the time. Ah, kids. Kids. No, we we just did our 10th, so that was our show last week, and we uh, left a 2-year-old, so... Uh, at with Graham and Grandpa, not by himself, but yes, it's you left some water out for yeah, him. Yeah, he's he's fine. He's two. some scraps table. He's food. got it. <laughs> so, Chris, when did you get the cruising bug? You definitely a Disney World fan. When did you start cruising? So, for our fifth anniversary, um, I thought we need to do something different, and I heard about Disney Cruise Line, and we've been on cruise for our our, our 
honeymoon and I hated it. It was a seven night cruise on Norwegian. It was not fun. I thought I never want to do this again. And then I heard about Disney Cruise Line. I saw they had three and four day cruises. I thought, well, I can handle three days anywhere. My wife would probably like it. So I surprised her and booked us on a three day on the Wonder back then. And we had a blast and we've been hooked ever since. Awesome. Awesome. So how many cruises in total have you done now? We have done 14 Disney cruises and uh, and one um, Norwegian and two Carnival cruises. Doug, he's yeah. got a you and I be oh, put yeah, together. He does. He's that's why he's the guest, right? You bring on the people that know more than you. So, when along the lines and how along the lines did you end up staying concierge for the first time? So on our second cruise, which was back in two thousand three, we had just booked the normal um, veranda ocean view stateroom, and about a week before the cruise. Some friends of ours called us who were cruising with us and said, hey, Disney's trying to get a hold of you. They wonder if it's okay if they upgrade you to a one-bedroom, and they're going to upgrade us also. I'm like, yeah, I think that would be okay. And so we got upgraded to a one-bedroom, and we never looked back after that. So it's addicting. I tell people Disney Cruise Line's addicting. You're saying concierge-level staying is addicting as well? Yes. When we walked into that room and saw, you know, we had a (laughs) separate living area and a bedroom, and it was like, wow, how could we ever go back? That's a good warning, Doug. Yeah, that's a good warning. We should never, never, never venture in. Yep. But uh, so that was a free upgrade your first time. They just, or was it like a reduced price upgrade? No, it was actually a free upgrade. I think wow. they don't do that anymore. But this was back in 2003 when I don't think there was a whole lot of repeat cruisers. Okay. And so, yeah, it was free back then. A different time. Yes. Yeah, the now golden you age do of not cruising. get that anymore. No. All right, so let's talk. So people are wondering what concierge is. So why don't you walk, uh, walk through what the level looks like, what more people get, what do the rooms look like? So how much nicer is it really? So in concierge, you have, first, you have the normal family staterooms, which are very similar to the regular Ocean View family stateroom. But then you jump up, you have a one-bedroom, And on the classic ships, you also have a two-bedroom, and then you have the royal suites on the ships, which give you a lot more room, a lot more, you know, area to lounge around, um, bigger balconies, um, different on the Magic, or actually on the Wonder, they just, on the last dry dock, really upgraded the royal suite and the two bedrooms to really, they don't look like the other rooms on the ship at all. Wow. Now I've seen pictures. Do they have hot tubs on the balconies? I've seen pictures. Is that it? Just so on nice. the on the Dream Class ships, you have a hot tub on the balcony, and a very huge balcony. The balcony is unbelievable on those ships. I would never leave the room, Doug. We've been known to spend the whole day out on the balcony. <laughs> like on the Nassau day, it's like yep. I can get off here. Or I can just look Straw at the market or sit on the balcony. Yeah. So for a balcony that large it, on the the newer two ships, the Dream and the Fancy, is it located on the aft or where no, is it at? It's forward. So it's oh, it's forward. There's oh, yeah. three rooms that are forward on deck twelve. There's the two royal suites and the middle of them. There's a one bedroom. So if you book that one bedroom, you also get a really deep balcony. That's twice as deep as all the other ones. Okay. Okay. What are, what so, are we looking for family size? And that's what Disney's bad, I think, on family size. The one bedroom still sleeps a family of five, I believe. You have the, the couch that makes into a bed, the, the main bed, and then the part that pulls out of the wall. And then the royal suite, um, it's still, I think, a family. It's... It can be a family of seven, I guess, but the that's kind of pushing it, I think. The bed, that, there's two beds that come out of the wall and they're small. And on the classic ships, they actually sleep more in the Royal Suite. The classic ships, the Royal Suite, have a separate bedroom area for the other bedroom, which has two a double beds in it. And then it has a couch that's a double bed. And then it has a pull-down bed that's also a queen bed. So the classic ships, wow. you can sleep more in the Royal Suite. So that makes sense. Like the capacity goes up along with the square footage, but on the newer ships, it's like they increase the square footage, but not really increasing the number of occupants, right? But you get a lot more space for your family of five. So the dream doesn't have a separate bedroom for the other people, which is weird. It has the partition curtain and the beds come out of the wall, but it has a huge family room area with a 
table that seats, I think, 10, and then like couch and, you know, a little kitchenette area. It's ridiculous how big it is. And they didn't put a wall up for the bedroom. I never got that, but it's the way it is. Yeah, some people really like their walls to separate things. Disney Cruise, going from a family of four to a family of five, has just been an eye-opening experience booking this next trip for us. Well, it's it's much more accommodating than, say, Royal Caribbean for a family of five. You can't even book that online. Their website can't even handle five people. So Disney is great with the family of fives. But, uh, yeah, it's amazing how concierge doesn't step up. So it's more a step up in the quality of the amenities in the room. Like, the is the size of TV bigger? And, like, there's wood paneling everywhere, that sort of stuff. Like, there's an espresso machine you showed a picture of a few months back. Yeah, so the Royal Suites have an espresso machine. There's wood paneling everywhere that's great until it's rough season. It's creaking all night, driving you insane. <laughs> Um, there is big TVs, um, on the dream class, the TVs come out of the foot of the bed. I think there's like a 50 inch TV that raises up electronically at the foot of the bed. That's got one in the family room area. They have, they still have, no, actually they got rid of it. They had the, the other shampoo and stuff, but they went back to the normal stuff in the bathrooms. Now there's no more of the, I can't think of the name of it now, the better stuff. Well, it's gone. So it's gone. It's, it's just gone. Don't worry about it. It's, it's come and gone. So the rooms really size other than the suites are the same. Like the, the regular concierge room, same size as a family veranda. You know, they can be, they're identical size, but the amenities within are upgraded TV size. Hot tub, kind of, just throwing that out there. Well, th- that's only in the I know. Deck. Yes. So the regular ocean, you know, the regular ocean balcony family staterooms are the same, but then the one bedroom obviously is, twice as big and then the royal suites just get bigger from there um so out of all those rooms what is your favorite one to stay in i think my favorite room to stay in is a royal suite on a classic ship but if you could put the balcony from the dream class on that room you'd have the best room ever because it's it's just laid out better the kids have their own area it's just a better layout but if you want the balcony, it's the Royal Suite on the, the, the Dream Class ships. And did you put that on a comment card so they're ready for the wish for you? Yes, I have, but I don't know if they're going to listen to me. Oh, this will be they like listen the to Chris this show. Don't suite. worry. Oh, yeah. They know now for yep. sure. I, I'm curious. <laughs> I, when they redid the Wonder, they glued a statue to the counter, like in the makeup vanity where my wife gets ready. And it's like, so you can't lay any of your stuff out. So I like, on the comment card, I emailed them. I told the concierge host, I'm curious if they ever get rid of this thing that's glued down that blocks the use of this counter. What What is the statue of that? It's so a important. dolphin or a oh, whale. I can't remember. Totally. Not yeah, even a Disney needed thing. That. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, you know, it's, counter, it's maybe a 24 inch by 12 inch counter. My wife would, you know, put her hair dryer and stuff there. Now there's a statue glued there. That's that's a typical that's the upgrade Disney, Disney. Good job. Yeah, they yeah. plussed up that counter for you, and then they right? charged a hundred bucks more to stay there because of the glue. Because of the glue, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, you gotta cover the cost of the glue, Derek. All right, so let's look more at the uh, the perks, the 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 services that come with it, because it's not just a room size or room location or the hot tub. It's a service, really. That's really what you're upgrading to is the service, the people. Right? Would you say that's the bigger Correct. upgrade? So okay. it's, it starts off with Shoreside Concierge. So when you book one of those rooms, um, you know Platinum and Concierge get the book 120 days out. Well, you'll get a phone call 130 days out and an email saying, you know, welcome to our Concierge family. Um, they give you kind of an outline of things that you can request. And you, so you put your requests in at 125 days out. And then when booking opens 120 days out, they do it all for you. So I just type up an email. We want Paolo this night. We want a massage this day. We want this port adventure. We want a cabana. And so you you you, you email it in at um, midnight Eastern time on the day you can. So for me, I'm in California, so I mail it at 901. And they do it by the order they receive them. Mm. So it's the best chance to get a cabana or any other kind of harder things to get. We have a cruise coming up where they have on the fantasy the Powell be our chef, and it's only open I think to eight people per cruise. So if you want that, it's kind of hard to get. So that's where Shoreside comes in, helps you with all those things. 
And I'm working with them right now for our Greece um, cruise coming up about some tours and stuff. And they could, they, they do all the legwork for you. Nice. Nice. Now, then once you get to the port, how is the experience different as a concierge guest versus just one of the you know, commoners? Yeah, it's okay. us, yeah. Derek and I. Yeah. So um, when you get to the port, you don't have to pick a port arrival time. You can show up whenever you want. Um, and then you have your own check-in area. You've seen it at Port Canaveral. We always joke and call it the corrals or the glass wall where they put mm-hmm. you in. Yep. And all the other ports usually have some kind of little roped-off area. Some are pretty cheesy. So you, they check you in there, and if they haven't started boarding the ship yet, they'll do the family of the day, I believe, and then the concierge guests go next. They're, they're yeah, ahead so you, of you, Doug. It's group one, right? Yep, group one. Yes, it is. Yeah, group one. I I was group two last time, Derek, so... You're ahead of me. I, I platinum's group one. It's a, a mix. But, yeah, the concierge kind of parades out of the little lounge. It just depends on what port you're in. It will be interesting to see what they do with the refurbishment at Port Canaveral for a concierge lounge or a platinum-type lounge area. Um, and also be interested to see what they have in the intermediate. Are you sailing out of uh, Port Canaveral while it's under refurbishment? Do you know? Yes, we sail out in April and then again in September. So I think it's open in April, but then it'll be redone in September for September, right? Yeah, I can't remember the exact dates. I know we we sail in July, and so we'll definitely be in the temporary one. But it can't be any worse than, like, Barcelona or, uh, like, the pictures I've seen of uh, San Juan where there's just little ropes up around chairs that are squished together. That's very common of yeah. the, the, you know, I remember I think Barcelona was like that. Uh-huh. Um, New York was kind of a little room you're kind of squeezed in. That was just kind of an afterthought. Um, San Diego is a little roped area, so yeah, it's very common in those ports. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what we have in Port Canaveral in the in the meantime. Have you done Miami? Yes, we have. Concierge? Actually, Miami has the the nicest area of any of the ports I've been to. Okay. Yeah, it's got it kind was of probably a room, two but... to three times the size of Port Canaveral's, and it was a private area that had all kinds of like couch type seating, and it was really nice. That's where I learned about concierge. Really, was our our cruise out of Miami where. I saw the roped-off area, concierge. I Googled it a little bit, and I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a whole part of Disney Cruise Line I did not even know about. I don't know how you didn't know that, Derek. I knew, I okay, I knew of it, but now I, I dove into where mm-hmm. I saw, looked at room sizes and pictures and, and the hot is... tub, and now I'm like, okay, Michelle, what is the price difference? We haven't talked about that. How much more are we talking about uh, versus a normal stay for a family? So it varies per cruise, like every cruise is, but a lot of times it's close to double. And then if you're booking a one-bedroom or a royal suite, it goes up from there. But I've seen, a, you know, a Port Canaveral, like a dream four-day cruise that, say, was $2,500, and concierge might have been 3800 to four grand, but then the one-bedroom was like 6000 The first time we did the royal suite, we were a month out, and I – was online looking at something I saw still available and it was $2,500 more expensive. I thought we'll do this one time. $2,500 is a lot of money, but it's not as crazy as I've seen it. And so that was the first time we stayed in a Royal it was $2,500 more for a four night cruise. And then you were addicted from yes. there on yeah. to the Royal yeah. suite. Yeah. That's how yeah. Disney gets you. Like we're going to drop the, let's just put this little lure out there. See if Chris grabs on and then they, they reel you in. Correct. All right. So you've been to the port, all that. You, now it's time to get on board. As soon as you get on board, what type of service are you getting by being concierge? So usually one of the lounge hosts is there to greet you, and they'll give you the, the option of going to a lunch they have for you or going to the concierge lounge. And either one you go to, there'll be a host there, and they'll have your folder, and they'll go over with you all your port adventures, your dining reservation, spa stuff, just to kind of double-check See if you want to add anything, um, you know, anything else you might need, any special dietary things or anything special you want in your room. Um, I always request Red Bull and, the, and they'll put some of that in my room. Um, so if you go to the lounge, they'll take you to the elevator and they use the override key and it takes you straight up there so you don't have to stop at any floors. So stuff like that. Key. That's worth the price alone. <laughs> I want the key. Yep. I want the key. Yeah. The key is really valuable when you're getting off the ship. Oh, I bet. Mm. That's when it comes in handy. 
full elevators. Everybody's got luggage. Correct. It's like, oh, not this one. Not this one. When you're trying to do express walk-off, that's a challenge. So the you, they have a special lunch that first day that's only concierge? Correct. correct. So on the classic ships, they'll be in Tiana's or Rapunzel's. And uh, other, on the Dreamcrafts, they'll be the restaurant that's right in the HM. I can never think of the name of that restaurant. It'll be in there. And I learned if someone's traveling with you and they're not concierge, they could still come to lunch with you. That oh, was new to us. That's good November to know. My in-laws went with us. And you're like, oh, they can come to oh, lunch. darn, oh, in-laws. Okay, come on. Well, actually, I didn't know until we already <laughs> sent them off. <laughs> oh, uh, didn't know. Yes, I. we hear That's you. That's the story I'm going with. Well, it's good to know in case we're ever cruising, Chris. Now we know. We can... <laughs> And then the lounge. Tell us about the lounge, the differences between the lounges, because they're a little different on all the ships, correct? Correct. So on the Dream Class ships, the lounges are in deck 12 in the middle of all the rooms. It's basically just a square box. There's no windows. There's a stairway to go upstairs to like a sun deck area. That's kind of where that frosted glass partition is when you're on deck, deck 13. On the classic ships, the Magic's Lounge is also, it's on deck 10. And it it's a nice lounge. It's about the same size as the Dream and the Fantasy. But on the Wonder, that lounge puts them all to shame. It's about three times the size. It has all this glass where you can see out. It has an um, area where you go outside and go upstairs. And the whole top of the lounge is like a sun deck. So for the Elastic Cruises, it's an awesome place to go. Mm. Great uh, uh, glacier viewing and nature viewing up there then, huh? Yes. I mean, it's, just, it's a really nice spot. Wow. So the wonder, if I book concierge, the do wonder it on the has wonder. the best lounge. And then you have some different dining options, right? They'll uh, serve they serve food in the lounge or they bring food to your room. What what all is a little different with the rotational dining and eating and that sort of thing? So the lounge has food throughout the day, like a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner, kind of like light snacks, little small bites of stuff. And they also have like a happy hour for where you can have to have drinks. Um, they have it usually before each dining. So, you know, like 5.15 to 6.15 and 7.15, 8.15. Then if you have a one bedroom or higher, you can get, um, pow- um, not power, you can, for breakfast, you can get the sit down restaurant breakfast delivered to your room. And the Royal Suite and then two bedroom, you can get Powell, um dinner served in your room. Nice. That's luxury. I like that. That's probably why I, I would never want to Patrick. Oh Harris yeah. He's, yeah. He's probably just in his one bedroom in his hot tub eating dinner. <laughs> probably other than when he was riding the aqueduct with me, but well, not with me, with me, but in line, they don't have their Same own aqueduct time. in, in the, no. uh, yeah. Concierge yeah, level. He, he still had to still got to come out with the aqueduct. commoners there. So yes, don't get your own special pool time or anything. Smell us. Right, there is no pool hidden in this lounge that you're kept. No, not on these okay. ships. Maybe on the next level. Of I ships. wouldn't be shocked if the Wish has a concierge pool. Because the right? Dream and Fantasy have the sun deck that has like some Mister mm-hmm. things. I think there might be a hot tub up there too. Now that I think about it, but yeah, it's usually really hot up there. That yeah. you, you, me and my wife go up there. And we were the only ones we'll ever see for hours because it's just it's just hot up there. Yeah, it kind of like I think. There's the Haven on, I think it's Norwegian, where it's like a whole area of concierge type stuff, and they have their own pool, everything. I could see that happening on the on next, the next generation of ships, where you have a concierge pool. Um, but, you know, no matter what pool it is, there's going to be someone's annoying kid in it. So unless it's your annoying kid, they're annoying. <laughs> That's true. Chris, yeah. is there anything you want to see in the next generation of Disney Cruise Line ships? I would love to see concierge separate pool area and maybe more food options for the concierge. Maybe, you know, like a, a little restaurant where you can get like sandwiches or hamburgers and stuff. Kind of a little more hearty food option than the small plate stuff they have. Because sometimes we'll go there and kind of hungry and we're getting like six, seven plates of this, you know, little things. And is like it a lot of there. meat and cheese and crackers or is it yeah, like a lot of that? A lot meatballs? of dessert type stuff, little sandwiches. Um, Breakfast, I'll have like a little donuts and little danishes. 
They'll have muesli, box, little boxes of Kellogg's cereal, bananas, fruit, you know, but nothing, you know, no eggs or anything like that. So pretty comparable to like a club level option Correct, yes. at Disney World? Yes. Okay. And that's pretty much all day long there's food available there or only certain hours like the club level at Disney World? So for breakfast, it's like 7 to 9.30 or 10. And then it'll be nothing for like an hour. And then the lunch stuff will come out till like 1.30 or 2. And then it goes away for an hour or so. Then it comes back with dinner stuff like at 4 to like 7 or something. And then... Are there drinks, like, you said they'd stock stuff in your refrigerator. Can you just get, like, Diet Coke and Red Bull and, like, beer stocked into your refrigerator? What are the rules there? Um, I don't think they'll stock beer. I'm not, I've never tried because I'm not a big drinker. But any kind of, like, soda, chocolate milk, um, the Red Bulls for me, my life likes sparkling water. So they'll put, and I'll tell them, I just need a few, and you'll come back and they have, like, 25 of them in there. Yeah. Like, yeah, I didn't need this many. Didn't need that many yeah. Red Bulls. And, you and need 25 lounge? Red Bulls for your three-night cruise? Yeah. I Correct. mean, if you're staying country airs, you don't want to sleep. So I totally understand. You want to enjoy all <laughs> enjoy the, the rooms. Yes. The whole time. And the lounge <laughs> will have a big refrigerator with all this stuff you can go help yourself to. And is the alcohol only available um, in the evening? Correct. So, okay. Yes. So that's the only time you can get that. Correct, and right. it's, it's complimentary, but it has to be when the bartender's on duty. I've actually gone there and said, hey, my wife would like a little glass of wine, and they'll they'll get it for me. Okay. So if you look like you need the help, they'll get you Yes. If you look like you, you need a drink, got it. They'll take, they'll take care of you. And what – now you have, like, in all of the ship, you have amazing um, service in your rooms. The housekeeping is spectacular. What type of service is in your room concierge-wise? Do you have more than just the one housekeeper? Is there a butler service? No, you just have the housekeeper. But when you do order room service, they will, you know, they come, they put a tablecloth down, they set the place settings up. And like it's Palo, they'll bring the different courses separately for you. Oh, my and gosh. And I, I've actually told them, you know what, just bring it all at once. It's, I, we don't need, you know, don't, don't have to do this for us. Just bring it at once. It's fine. But they always do it separately, so everything's you know hot and right temperature. We're missing out, Doug. Yeah, we are. We are. I don't know if I'd want to introduce my my kids to such luxury. Oh no, this would be a couples only thing for me. No way. Because yeah, I can see that once you introduce kids to the concierge level, you're never going back. Yeah, my kids are gonna have a tough time when they gotta pay for a cruise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amen to that. Everyone listening. Uh, yeah, I've said that to my kids, uh, and not even concierge. However, we we have done the two. We we make our own two bedroom suite with two inside staterooms. I mean, that's about the same. <laughs> yeah, you with get the you 20, get a more bathrooms at least. We get yeah, oh, we very get more bathrooms. No hot tub. Two twenty inch TVs. Yeah, I'm all ah. about the space. If that's what I had to do, that's what I would do. I mm-hmm. just need some separation. Yeah, space is good. Space is good. Yeah, we debated for our next cruise a lot as to whether we wanted to do two insides or a family veranda. And we we went with the two insides. That's what like, I would do. Like, I'm good without... We're not, I'm not... I don't sit on a deck very often. And to be honest, if I need to, I can go up top or down to deck four. I can sit on deck four. I've fallen asleep on deck four on the last three cruises I've been on. Not going to lie. It's happened. And then somebody pokes me with a, a shuffleboard stick. It's my child poking me, but, you know, that's how they wake me up. They poke me. But So I'm good without the balcony. I'm just going to fall asleep on it anyway. I so. don't know. The last cruise we were on, that balcony was magical. So it's we're going back on this next one, and I'm already worrying about that. Actually... There is one cruise I would say don't get an inside if if you can't. If inside's what you can afford, definitely do it because it gets you on the ship. But you want a balcony in Alaska. Oh definitely. yeah, that makes sense. That I was we had a balcony. We did spend a lot of time on that balcony until we got to the point like, oh, there's a whale. Oh, there's an eagle. You know, yeah, you do hit that point, which is really sad because a week later you're like, do you remember when we decided not to watch nature? Yeah, now we're just looking at cars and parking lots. So, 
Um, Derek, any other concierge level questions while we grill Chris about this? No, I'm now worried because my wife's listening to this episode and she's going to ask me about staying concierge on our next trip after uh, the one with the fantasy we have coming up. Can you just block her from one episode somehow? Uh, I can't. You don't have that. I don't have that power. She'll find a way. Okay. Definitely a goal now. I'll tell you that much. yeah, at $2, least five hundred dollars doesn't seem like that big of a step when you're already spending a lot on a cruise. Sometimes, depending on where, yeah, it can be a lot more. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. And these well, cruises are not getting any cheaper, unfortunately. No, 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 they are not. So, uh, Chris, any other last thoughts on the uh, concierge level? Any tips if someone's going to sell concierge for the first time? What would be a couple words of advice for them? Take advantage of um, the shore side services. A lot of people just kind of don't use them to their potential because they can help you, especially if you have any special needs or dietary problems. They could really help you with that. Um, and then, you know, if you want a cabana at Castaway, they could really help you with that. Um, and they can answer a lot of questions. I, when we were going out of New York, one of the, the shore side person was from New York, and he actually gave me a lot of great ideas for us to do ahead of our cruise. And it's like, you know, I just picked his brain. And so they have a lot of information about the excursions on the different, you know, especially in the European ports. They they have, they are giving presentations on it, I believe. So they kind of know more than the people when, when you call the regular number. So they can give you a lot of, you know, advice on it. Awesome. That is a good tip. Is My good wife too. actually really likes using, working with them when she has concierge clients. She's, you know, like you said, you got to have that email ready at, well, it's 11 o'clock here in central time zone for her. So she's boom, right in there. She uh, It makes her job a lot easier because then essentially she's just passing off what she normally does to them. And they do fantastic work. Any uh, tips for once they're on the cruise? And just, you know, use the lounge. Enjoy the lounge. Um, get to know the concierge hosts because they could really help you. They're really good people. And, you know, they'll if they find out you like certain things, they will go above and beyond to do it for you. On our last cruise, I asked, there's a sandwich they have in the lounge. It's only on day one. It's called a mufaletta sandwich. And it's like my favorite sandwich. And I, I told the, the concierge host, I said, I always thought, you know, longer than seven day might repeat itself. And she says, no, oh, no, they always have it on day one. But we can make it for you whenever you want. And I'm like, what? <laughs> now you tell me this after 13 what? cruises? <laughs> so I said, and she goes, would you like one? I said, sure. I want 17 in plastic baggies so I can take them home. So two hours later, I had three sandwiches in our refrigerator. <laughs> Love it. All right. Good it advice. Awesome. Good advice. Awesome. Well, Derek, I think it's time. For the lightning round. All right. Well, the lightning round is where we grill all our first-time guests about their favorite Disney, I'm Pixar, Star for Wars, the, Marvel. Uh, Disney Cruise questions coming up. Yeah, we'll add some Disney Cruise Line stuff in here, but we're going to start with all our typical um, Disney World ones, or yeah, Disney ones. All right, Chris, are you ready? I am ready. All right, we do keep score. However, there are winners, maybe not losers. We don't know. We don't really keep score. It's like whose line is it anyway? All right. Favorite Disney movie? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1. Nice choice, that. We don't get Marvel fans. No, we haven't. That's a good one. I like it. All right, favorite Disney character? Goofy. Good choice. We go from Guardians of the Galaxy to classic Fab Five. I like the contrast there in answers. (laughs) You're scoring well, sir. Goofy's my personality. I like to have fun, mess with people. Okay, so... Totally off topic and stalling out on the lightning round. With the new style of animation that we see with what's going into Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, how they've drawn Goofy. If you're a Goofy fan, how do you feel about Goofy's new appearance? I like the original Goofy. I agree. He looks like he's strung out on drugs. I agree. He looks like he's lived a rough life on the streets. Goofy, Goofy likes to have a good time. He does. He does. He does not he stay concierge enough. There you go. No. All right. Favorite Disney villain? Um, Darth Vader. Good. Oh, solid choice. Favorite Disney song? It's from a ride and guard, uh, Mission Breakout during Halloween is called Monsters After Dark. And there's a song called Monsters After Dark. And that's my favorite Disney song. 
All right. the only song I've ever purchased to play during our Halloween party. Wow, that's song. a first. That I'm is, downloading that after this there, episode. Or sure, yeah. I like the background to the song. It's a very, you know, 80s metal type song. Makes sense for the ride then. Okay. My wife won't let me go on that one, so I'm going to have to believe you. She's banned me from Mission Breakout because she's... I'll do it with you, Doug. It's okay. She just claims I'm going to vomit on you, though. All right. Favorite Disney park? Disneyland. The original. Yeah. Favorite classic attraction? You define classic. Space Mountain. Good choice. Which which one? Disneyland. Okay. Okay. Favorite. Not not the one that I have to go to the chiropractor afterwards in Florida. (laughs) But actually, after going to Paris... That's my new number one space mountain. Okay. 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 Yeah, that one's a whole different ball of wax. Whole other level. Yeah. Favorite modern attraction? Mission Breakout. I didn't see that coming at all. No. <laughs> Have you been on Rise of the Resistance yet? I was on it last week. Okay, that's Ooh, what I thought. Ooh, and you put You're Guardians above. Okay. Okay. I was just Wait, making so sure. I, I've only been on it once. It broke down. We were in the queue for an hour before. Oh, I understand this story. And so it's an incredible ride, and I can't wait to ride it again. But Mission Breakout is my go-to favorite. Got it. All right. Favorite resort? Grand Floridian. All right. Favorite counter service? Um, The wagon on the end of Main Street that sells the corn dogs. It's a little truck, the red yep. truck. Yeah, Disneyland. Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a solid one. Favorite table service? Um, Narcusi's at the Grand Floridian. Ooh, you time choice. it right, you can watch fireworks or the water parade. Mm, yeah, Great the choice. water yeah. pageant. I like it. All right. Favorite Disney snack? The most important question you will answer today. A Mickey ice cream bar. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. That's, I mean, can't they can't go, go wrong, wrong there. That, no. no. Or no. the waffles in Paris that they sell in the They're, little cart. They're everywhere over there. It's like waffles is like the main dessert or snack. But they have the like the I think they're BB-8 or something in the Tomorrowland uh, Park. Yep, BB-8, and uh, there was a Simba one over yes. in. Yep, that was probably some of the best food I had in Paris. <laughs> That's sadly not saying much in the parks. <laughs> oh, that's a whole nother show. And, and if for um, those who don't know. Um, I definitely followed you a lot because you were in Europe like a couple weeks before I was in Europe and you did about similar type of thing that I did. So I was like glued to everything you were posting and I asked you so many, I peppered you with questions throughout your whole trip and I appreciate that going way back to last June or July. it It was an interesting experience, you know. When I go to a quick service place, the, the cold salmon sandwich wrapped in a plastic wrap <laughs> really doesn't jump out at me. Oh, a- Disneyland Paris is a weird place when it comes to food. The The lasagna was the best counter service food I had there, which it was like 90 degrees out and I had a hot, steamy lasagna. So I, I believe it. Yeah. And we had a bunch of restaurants and yeah, and I was pretty disappointed through the whole trip. Our last day, we just got food from the train station. My and kids like the vending machine at the airport where they had more waffles and some other stuff. <laughs> it's sad when that's the highlight. All right, we're way off track. Favorite Disney drink? Um, I'm not a big alcohol drinker, I, and so I'd say a frozen Coke at uh, Disney Studios. Oh, and that feels very good in the Florida heat. And unfortunately, right. half the time is closed. It's 90 degrees and it's closed. Well, you know, you, it needs to be 91 to really hit the the threshold needed. All right, we're going to move on to the cruise line ones. Favorite ship? The Disney Wonder. Ooh. All it's right. the first ship I sailed on, and it has the nicest concierge lounge, and just has a special memory for me, so. Nice. All right, favorite Disney stage show? Ooh, um, this is a tough one because we haven't watched the many of them, but I think our family liked Rapunzel. It's a good or one. Or whatever the show is called, yeah. Really, yeah, it's really well done. Um, all right. And then uh, favorite rotational dining? Tiana's Place. 
Hmm. Solid choice, yeah. And then Rapunzel's, and then Animators. Okay. Which Animators, though? Classic. Okay. Oh, I love the classic. That's a good one. Mickey comes out. Uh, yeah, he does. I don't understand why Mickey doesn't come out other times. They'd have to hire someone else to put the costume on. Right? It's this frustrating. You can ask for a volunteer. Someone would do it. I, I'm yeah, probably I the right it. height. Just throw it on. I'll do it. I'll wave at the kids. Um, all right. So we've done favorite ship, favorite show, favorite rotational dining. Oh, favorite onboard activity. Bingo with my son. Actually, my daughter, too. We became huge bingo fans about five cruises ago. So bingo's our new thing. Do you win much? So we went three sailings without winning anything. And then in Alaska, on the last game, out of the four games, we won three of them. Nice. nice. And I won one of the, the raffle prizes, too. I mean, it's practically like winning a free cruise. Oh, it was. I, I, I bet yeah. I got 20% of my money back of all the money I've spent on bingo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, favorite port? This is a tough one. I want to say New York, even though you're not stopping there, but since you're you know getting on the ship there, I think New York was just really an incredible place to sail out of. It, no doubt about that. Definitely. All right. And then finally, a Disney bucket list item. We want to do all the parks in Asia, so that's on our list. It's, my daughter turned 18, and she's like, you told me we were going to do this a couple of years ago, Dad. When are we going to do this? I'm like, well, we went to Paris last year, so give me a break. Yeah. Gosh. Man, Jeez, sorry. Kids. That's so a that's, good one. That's on our bucket list. But I don't, I'm glad I don't have anything, didn't have anything booked for like this spring because I'd be not going. Yeah. It's not open at the moment, no, but not... hopefully, hopefully by this summer, things are settling down, taken care of over there. So, and that has been. The lightning round. I do have a follow-up because you said your favorite. Now I'm curious, what's your least favorite of the four ships? That's a tough one. Um, I've never been on the Fantasy yet. I'm going to be on twice this year. But I would say now it would be the dream. It's just I like the classic ships. Okay. We've heard that a lot on this show, actually. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because we had been on the classic ships, and then we were on the dream class for like, five or six cruises i kind of even forgot if they even you know what they were like and we went back to it about a year and a half ago i was like oh yeah this is nice especially going to castaway and there's 1500 less people yeah that's, that's what really i noticed nice. yeah. yeah less good, people at castaway is always a win so there you go all right thank you for that follow-up but that's the lightning round all right you survived <laughs> awesome well thank you so much chris for being on the show uh 14 disney cruises that's that's amazing that's more than doug and i put together disney cruise definitely uh, addicting would you recommend getting a placeholder every time you're on i definitely would rec recommend that anytime I, you can save a little bit of money why not i think that is the number one tip we can give to any listener once you get on get that placeholder right away because you'll know you want to go again I, I said at the beginning of this show we were on our first uh, cruise three years ago. We have our third cruise booked in November. We'll be on the Fantasy doing a double whip, double dip on Castaway. Double whip. Double whip. Double whip. Double That's whip dip. Something. That's a different thing, Derek. I'm, I'm all about Dole Whip right now, actually. That sounds pretty good right now. We missed Dole Whip when we were on our last, uh, at the Magic Kingdom a couple, uh, last week. So, yeah, Dole Whip, they, that's what they need on all the ships. Well, they have it. They you do. You just have to pay for it. Yeah. Which... That should, Dole Whip should be just flowing 24-7 for free. I'm sure it's for, does concierge get free Dole Whip? No, we don't. We get free popcorn, though, for the movies. Oh. So you know good. what? That would make more people go concierge, I think, if they had Dole Whip. That would be the deal break. I mean, it would get That's me. why you haven't done it. That's I've right. I've actually suggested they put one of the ice, just a regular ice cream machine in the concierge lounge. It'd be nice. I'd have to go up on that. the pool deck. That would that be. That would make so much sense. Seems like that should happen. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't know why they haven't done it yet. I'm really interested for the next three ships what they do different altogether, but especially concierge. Yeah, I think concierge is gonna see the biggest upgrades. I agree. Forward. I, I'm willing to bet there's a hundred concierge rooms on the new ships, Ooh. which means they need about a hundred cabanas. Correct. Oh yeah. So... I, I think <laughs> I think forty cabanas probably at the price point because. I've been on a cruise and, you know, you'll be two or three families that aren't concierge that have you know, somehow got a cabana where not everybody wants one. So I think 40 to 50 would probably be 
the magic number somewhere. So, so the only way I'm going to get a team is adding 40 concierge rooms this fall. Yeah. Yeah. I saw and that. that. So until they start way. playing New Island, it's going to make cabanas really hard to get. Yeah. That is a lot of concierge rooms. And that also means more people in the lounge. Correct. And they're actually expanding the lounge, but there's only so far they can expand it. Yeah. You, unless you're going outside of the ship somehow, which That's doesn't not work possible real well. The lounge is located. <laughs> So no, the only a... way I'm going to get a cabana is if I go with one of you guys. Got it. All right. Got a lot more cruises I got to take to even catch up. Well, Chris, thanks for so much for joining us today. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on Twitter or social media? So um, Twitter is my only social media. And it's Chris underscore magic underscore DSL. C-H-R-I-S underscore magic underscore DSL. All right, and I'll put that in the show notes. Definitely follow along. A lot of great stuff, and you can live vicariously through his next. You said you have two cruises this year? I actually have uh, four cruises this year. Oh, even better. And so, he tweets plenty of great stuff. He's a great follow, so go follow So him. you said the fantasy twice. What are the other two? We're doing the Wonder Out in New Orleans in less than two weeks, and we're doing the fantasy for spring break. We'll be on the magic for the Greek Isles. And then back on the fantasy for a double dip for my 50th birthday and our 25th wedding anniversary. Okay. Oh, wow. That is amazing. There's nothing past platinum. They got to have like super platinum for you or something like that. Yeah. They need to have something for you when you approach 20 or 25. I agree. Come on, Disney. Get on that. Doug, I got a long ways to go. You do. I do. It's okay, Derek. You'll get there. We'll get there someday. So, Chris, thank you again for being on the show. And, of course, if you want to stay concierge or any Disney Cruise Line, you have to book today. It's the best day, and it makes the perfect gift. Uh, Michelle McKnight will help you make all those reservations, and her email is in the show notes. And, yeah, absolutely. How far? Do you know where they're booking out right now, Doug? How far out? A ways. Okay. Is that helpful? That we don't have summer of you can book until May of 2021. That's yeah, why I'm well, waiting for the summer of 2021 to see what next adventure we may have. And those should come out in the next two three weeks. It's getting close, Derek. It's getting close. Perfect. Can't we? Then I'll know what my next uh, cruise will be. Number four for us. So wonderful. Thank you again, Chris. Thank you everyone for listening. Take a Disney cruise. I think that's the best advice we can give. Everyone, you know, might, eh, the price is expensive. It's totally worth it with the service, the amenities, the above and beyond that Disney goes. I think we all can agree on that. Absolutely. Take a cruise. All right. Well, thank you again, Chris. But that is all the time that we have. So for Chris, Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.